Hey guys, it's Brian from the Dude What Movie Review Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to a special edition of our show. We had to kind of call an audible. I know, I know, early on in season two, and yet here we are again <laughs> making changes to the schedule. But it wouldn't be Dude What if we didn't throw a monkey wrench into our own plans every once in a while. So uh, you're getting a special episode. You're getting a side table discussion about the Batman. Jim and I sat down and we had a little discussion in our movie talk about the Batman, and it ran incredibly long, of course, and so we decided to cut it out, separate it from the rest of the show, release it as an individual standalone side table for you guys, and then next week you're going to get your episode two where we're going to cover a Denzel film. So don't worry, we just had to change the schedule a little bit. So sit back and enjoy this side table. There's going to be some language on this, and we're going to talk about the story of the film, the characters, everything. It's a spoiler-filled talk about the movie The Batman. So sit back, have some fun. I think you're going to like this. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? I just want to watch my movie. Fun listening to that again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's old. Jim, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Batman lately? <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. You know I have. I know you have. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, man. The Batman, you went and saw it first. You tried to give me spoilers. I smacked you in the mouth. I did not try to give you You tried spoilers. to give me spoilers. You I, called me up, and you're like, I got to tell you this one scene. No. And I said, Jim, I, nay, I, sir. I said, there are a few movies that immediately, the moment it started, I was getting all kinds of vibes from a couple different movies. Okay. You haven't told me if you like it or not yet. But I, <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, Brian is going to love this. Oh, you think so? I thought so. Oh, only you, because you I was think, like. You think that I like that piece of, I'm, okay, I'm just kidding. Only because there, uh, <laughs> should we go ahead and just to say it hey uh you're listening to the batman special so <laughs> yeah. uh, there are going to be spoilers yeah there's definitely going to be some spoilers spoiler alert <laughs> yeah there's going to be lots of spoilers we're talking heavy about the batman yeah, on this so if one, you so. haven't seen it just turn us off go watch it then come back and listen to right us. now so all right so here let's <laughs> yeah. do this you went and saw it first take the lead on this one and then i'll i'll piggyback and jump in here and there uh, as we go so okay first off you said you were getting vibes off other movies like what, what were yes. you feeling when let, you were watching it let me just pause before that oh we're here we go, go before the movie all right? all right the marketing for this leading up to it very freaking good dude the sound of duct tape yes yes just that little sound told you everything you need to know about this film oh yeah it was like oh shit this okay. is going to be gritty like gritty 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 dirty nasty dirty, gritty. Yeah. yes not just like oh it's kind of dark no, no. it's we getting dark there was a lot of hubbub about robert pattinson being in it and because he's most known for the twilight series right but it, it also i was getting when all of that hubbub was going on i was getting the walking phoenix vibes right yeah. when walking phoenix they were like i don't know if he'll be a good right. joker all oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah walking phoenix was a big star and then he went away and did a lot of independent stuff and mm-hmm. came back Robert Pattinson, same way. Yep. And so I was like, he may be actually I'll say a this, really good Batman. When the first rumblings of doing the Batman and that they were going to do this different take on the Batman, I was like, okay, well, who's going to be in the lead? And then they were like, Robert Pattinson. I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. But then I saw the first trailer <laughs> when he's beating the living hell out of that dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm like... Holy shit. Yeah. Well, and then also because they were talking about they, this is going to be a different take, they were going to go back to Batman's roots of being a detective because it was detective comics. Right. So they were going to kind of grab on to some of that, like that story aspect. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm down. But dude, the first scene 
I just immediately got film noir vibes through the roof. Okay. And I know that you are a huge fan of a very well-known film noir movie. Which one? L.A. Confidential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So immediately, yeah. Uh, you know, I got Sin City vibes because like... Okay. Yeah. Sin City, but it's more black and white comic. Yeah. Is that film noir. The like dark. dark the dark. Gritty, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of Frank Miller vibe, right? So like I immediately got that. And then when they introduced the Riddler... Seven, baby. <laughs> yes. Seven. Okay, yes. Like, totally. Yes. I mean, yeah. I was like, I just totally got some seven vibes going. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah. I see you guys. Like, And it was... More seven out in the open, because the Kevin Spacey character in seven, you don't see any of him until the very end. Right. But in this one, Riddler's very much there. He is. Yeah. But it's just like the, the puzzles and the serial killer yeah. aspect to it. Something I notice about this film, he's dark, right? Yeah. I mean, his, in the comics, he's dark. But I feel like they captured, throughout the entire film, almost everything happened at night or as the sun was coming up, right? right. Oh, yes. It was, and then even when it was daytime, it was still dark. Oh, yeah. No, it had everything had a very dusk, very dark, very twilight kind of feel. Not twilight the series, but right. twilight nighttime kind yeah. of feel. Everything was meant to be low lit. Yes. Or if there was light, not much of it. The Which whole, I will the say. The aesthetic of the film. Oh, God, Yes. Lighting, like they, cinematography, all of it. They captured all, like everything that you want in a Batman film. Right. And then some. I also, another, because I was actually talking to Jess for the win over the weekend about the Batman a little bit. And we started talking about how she said it gave her like the original Batman, Michael Keaton Batman vibes from that film. There were pieces and elements that I was like, you're not wrong. Like I do remember there's a few parts that, that were dark and gritty. Yeah. When it wasn't campy that I kind of got a few vibes of that as well. It did kind of almost feel like it was paying a little homage to Michael Keaton's Batman while doing its own thing. Gotcha. So I was all in. I was all <laughs> in for it. And then the introduction of the Batmobile. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Batmobile is its own character. It is. Yeah. And each film has, I mean, I feel like that's one, at least I'm one of those guys. It's like every Batman film, every Batman installment has its own tweak and touch on the Batmobile. Yes. I will say this about every Batman film I've ever seen. When they introduce the Batmobile, it's a fun moment for me. I'm not a huge car guy, but it's the freaking Batmobile, man. <laughs> and so, like, the yeah, the moment it was introduced yeah. with the Penguin running and he's just, like, taunting him and stuff, yeah. I was like, holy shit. I didn't know for the longest time that the Penguin was played by Colin Farrell. Yes. I freaking love Colin Farrell. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit acknowledgement of his talent i freaking love colin farrell like i feel like he pours himself into everything that he does so did you know before going in that he played the penguin i didn't find out until like close to going to the movies okay like i think something that popped up in a feed where like it was like the cast talking about stuff and it was colin farrell i was like who the hell is he playing like penguin i'm like what because i remember from the trailer i'm like he looks nothing like colin farrell yeah so what do you what do you think about his version of the penguin it's great it's great. No, I mean, it's, it's, you're talking about characters from a comic book that are way out there, like, yeah. you know, very, very comic booky kind of thing, you know? I mean, we've had different iterations of the Penguin. I mean, you look at the, at the old series, you look at Danny DeVito, right. uh, and then this is just a kind of like a more real world kind of take on that character, which, to be honest with you, you know, and we're going to talk about the Arkham stuff here in a minute, you know, from my vantage point, he tapped into that character from the Arkham series, from the okay. video games. Like, okay. it was more like, this is a crime lord. This is a, like, a crime boss. This is a, 
this is somebody you don't mess with on like a crime level. Yeah. And he tapped into that. And which makes sense with the, the dynamic between him and Carmine Falcone. Which I will say, if I have any knocks on the film, it was Falcone. Uh, John Turturro. And it, I think it honestly is because I'm so used to seeing him as a comedic actor. Okay. The films that I've seen him in anyway. He's he, been very comedic. He's always the Jesus to me from Big Lebowski. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like I he, can't he, see him as anything but the Jesus. <laughs> It was hard to take him as a serious mobster. I think I've seen enough sampling of him in dramatic films to where it was fine for me. Yeah. I can understand for you, though, if you haven't had that sampling, then it, it, it would, yeah. would kind of like Mr. Deeds. Okay. Okay. Like, that's what I remember him most from. Please, let me touch your feet. So, yeah, going from uh, Mr. Deeds to uh, Falcone was a jump for me. Gotcha. Uh, which shows you how many films I've seen him in or that I realized wow. he was in. So yeah, wow. I know he's in a lot of them. But, yeah. But yeah, so for me, that was the only knock I had. And that was a just more of a personal thing. It was hard for me to see him in that darker role, I think. Yep. So, but yeah. So. I liked Andy Serkis as Alfred. Right. He actually did really good, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you think about it, if you look at it from the standpoint, uh, you know, with regard to the classical storytelling aspects of the Batman story, Alfred's usually older, but Batman's always a little bit older as well. Right. This is a younger Batman, so Alfred could be a little younger with regard. I mean, he's not in his 60s. He's not in his 70s. He's not the, the old butler walking in, you know, with the right. white hair and everything. He was kind of like post-military retirement Alfred. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, he's still ripped and he's- he can still handle himself, but... You know, he's a little, he's getting up there in age a little bit, but he's still got some spunk. Yeah. yeah. He's still got some spunk to the guy. Yeah. So I loved his character. Yeah. Thought he was great. I really, I enjoyed Robert Pattinson as Batman, as <laughs> yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. What do you think of his introduction, man? I'm trying to remember because it's, it's been a little bit. Oh, the, the the first introduction of Batman. Look, yeah. when he's walking in the shadows and all you hear is just the footsteps. <laughs> And they're like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And he just melees the shit out of that dude. And he's like, I'm vengeance. I'm like, good God. Yeah. But here's the thing. And the reason why this hits so hard for me watching it, this is straight up Arkham. This is all the Arkham takes of Batman on the video games. Like, okay. I went into the movie after seeing all the teaser trailers and all the full trailers and, and, and the theatrical trailers and everything leading up to it. Everything that I saw struck me as Arkham. In the the original video game stuff, you have Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Arkham Origins. There's four of them. They're all gritty. They're not overly like comic-y or cartoony. Yeah. They have those elements, but it's really like dark. The violence in the game, the fighting in the game is dark and gritty. Everything about this Batman version was Arkham to me. Okay. And when I went in, it did not disappoint. Like at one point I even leaned over to my daughter. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, he's got the, the electrical bands on his wrist to where he can shock people. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's in the freaking game. I'm like, that's awesome. They so, so incorpor- I've never played any of the games. Oh, the games are so, so they, fantastic. So they, have, so they have pulled from the yes, games in a yes. lot in this one. Okay. Because he did. He he had that dude up against the fence and he's like shocking the hell out of him. I'm dude. like, oh, that's from the game. That's so awesome. <laughs> so like, I'm like freaking out because I in my head, I, going into the movie, I'm like, I hope they do like an Arkham take on it. And it was full on Arkham. Okay. Like from the action standpoint, from the grittiness, from the story, it was all Arkham. And then, you know, we already talked about spoilers when Riddler blows the retaining walls <laughs> Holy shit, and floods man. the city. Yeah. That's in Arkham. Like, like there's parts of the city and like over the course of the games, that's just destroyed okay. and underwater. And I'm like, 
that's from the damn game. I'm like, this is so awesome. <laughs> okay. Let's see, like I didn't have that perspective from it. I just was like, right, holy shit, you know, that whole scene, like the the fight scene where he's fighting all the Riddlers, basically, near the end there, dude. Like, and he, he gives himself that shot of adrenaline, and he's just, like, going to town. Dude. I was like, holy shit. Another thing, you know, I, I hate to keep harping on the Arkham thing, but that scene you're talking about where they're yeah. up in the yeah. loft area of the, the stadium, and he's taking them out, and he's, like, connecting them to ropes and shit, yeah. you know, and all yeah. this stuff. That felt straight out of the game, too, because there are certain maps that you play on the game where you have to be up in the rafters, and they've got people walking around, and you have to pick how you take them out, you know, that okay. way you don't alert others and stuff. And yeah. so watching that in the film, I'm like, man, they just... They really took aspects of the video game and added it and to it. made it into life. Huh? And they, just, they, they gave it a full-on life on screen. And it was like, man, this is freaking fun. This is fun. It was, yeah. I loved everything about it. Uh, we got to talk about Selena. Well, I was going to ask if we were ready to go ahead and hit that button. I don't know the actress's name, but she was fantastic. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. She was awesome. As Catwoman, dude. That is just great. Just great. And, you know, you, you you hit on it a little bit earlier, but, like, the Dark Knight series was probably the most realistic we had had of Batman up until... Up until now. The Batman. Up until now, yeah. I will say, this felt like real life. This was not a superhero film. No. To me, it did not no, no, have no, that no, vibe no. at all. No, this is a vigilante film. And it was very much yeah. like, it like, felt like real life. You had aspects of that in the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah, where they may mention that, talking about vigilanteism and stuff like that, but it had more of a comic book element, but at the same time, holding that real world vibe to it. Right. But... It still with, had a big superhero feel to it, though. Yes, but with regard to storytelling and holding true to the original inspiration of Batman... And presenting it on film, this one to me is the more realistic. Yeah. From a real world standpoint, and but also staying true to the comic vision. I feel like this one's more accurate. Like it has that vibe, it has that dirtiness, it has that grittiness, it has that darkness, it has that broodiness to it. It encapsulates all of that vibe into this film. Yeah. I think the running time was like two and a half hours or something like that. It was a long movie, and I was like, it kind of needed to be, though. Yeah. And, you know, like, I was just, as you're talking, I was thinking about, as a kid, with comic books, I loved Batman. Right. Like, that was my comic for, for DC. And I wasn't a comic book and, guy growing up, either. For so. Marvel, it was the Punisher. Right. Looking back, even, on the on the comic book side, both of them, I don't know what my draw was to both of those, but they both kind of had the same vibe, the vigilante, very dark kind of elements to it. It was a darker approach to justice. Yes, it was kind of like, hey, the you, world is dark. It needs an opposing force that is just as dark. Right. Or that is able to be that way. It doesn't have a problem with being that way. Which now the more I think about it, that I've got a lot of things to unpack with a counselor soon. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But uh, <laughs> but as you were saying that, that's what I was thinking about. Go, go downtown. <laughs> 12 o'clock at night, you see Jim standing on the top of a fifth, third bank parking garage with a cape. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Vengeance. You're Jim. Get off the building. I'm Vengeance. You're going to fall and hurt yourself. <laughs> I start chasing someone like, <laughs> slow down. I can't. Like three parking spots away. <laughs> like heavy breathing. How am I supposed to exact vengeance if you keep running away from me? <laughs> oh. Wow. 
Well, that took a turn. Yeah, but, uh, it sure did. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, like my whole point of bringing that up, though, is that that was all in this film. Right. For sure. Yeah. And man, to give the Riddler finally his due as an opposing force. Yeah. Look, I love Jim Carrey, but him as the Riddler... Yeah, I mean, it was just a whole nother era. Jim Carrey's Riddler was a throwback to the TV Batman series Riddler. I mean, that's all it was. I mean, it's like... But to see him, like, in a real life, like, okay, this is a guy that could be, like, legit. Well, I mean, you mentioned Seven earlier. This is a guy who thinks he is one step of everything. And, And he was. He's one step ahead of everyone. He's ahead of Batman. He's ahead of Rich Elite in Gotham. He's ahead of the police. Because he's smart. And he knows what he's doing, yeah. you know, and the only reason why he gets caught is because he allows himself to get caught. Now, I will say this. I had a little bit of issues with that, but I did enjoy the fact that within him allowing himself to get caught because he thought he and the Batman were on the same page as far as that. I enjoyed the fact that he put a 180 spin on it by blowing the levees. That was like his backup plan. Yeah. A contingency plan if things go south. I'm just going to blow the walls and flood the city and we'll see what happens then. Yeah. So, I mean, it it was great. No, I agree, man. I will say in that, like, there was definitely the Heath Ledger Joker vibes a little bit with the prison or the jail scene. Oh, yeah. But, dude, the way he escaped, this is the way all that went down with him and uh, Gordon. Yep. I thought that was, like, that relationship. That was, that was really good. Of course, you know, they, they cast Jeffrey Wright to play Gordon. In the movie, I mean, which is, I mean, it's different from what you're normally used to seeing Commissioner Gordon, who's usually white, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It's right. like how you encapsulate the character and freaking phenomenal. Yeah. He's great. I love Jeffrey Wright. He's, I don't think I've seen him be bad in anything. You know, I really don't think, uh, yeah. I've been playing Last of Us 2. I've been replaying through that on the PlayStation, but he has a character on that that's a, uh, it's a very Jeffrey Wright character. Yeah. You know, like this guy who embodies, ideals of good but does bad things to get to the good kind of thing you know yeah. i like he has that that uh that temperament and that personality to pull off a character like that and but then you see in this where he's you know he is a man of the law but he understands within the construct of gotham right that they need a little bit more yeah and you know you even see it wherever he's like bringing them into crime scenes he's bringing the batman into crime <laughs> yeah. scenes you know yeah and you see all the cops are like, like what is he doing here? He here yeah that's another aspect of uh, the Arkham games as well. You see Police Chief Gordon working hand-in-hand with the Batman to get crime solved and work on cases and, and move storylines along. <laughs> yeah. But he was fantastic in it. Loved it. Great dynamic. I thought so as well. Did you have any knocks or anything on the film? Overall, man, no, not really. I thought it was a good story. I thought the pacing was really good. It was a little bit long on the runtime, but I kind of felt like it needed it once I watched it. Great cinematography, the look, the feel, the vibe, what they were going for. I feel like they nailed it. All the performances were great. Nothing too crazy over the top. Just like everyone kind of stayed in their lane kind of thing. Just a fun movie. Just a freaking fun movie. You know, you talked about this idea of not much light and a lot of darkness in it. But the way that they they had the shots at the end where he's helping people get on the airlift out and they're on top of the building or whatever, you know, and he's just kind of walking among them and he's there with the police and everything, but he's helping out and, and you got the, the morning sun coming up, you know, and it's kind of like this, the sun coming up on a new day of justice kind of vibe, you know, and it's yeah. just like very poetic in the way that they presented shots. I thought it was really good. I thought it was freaking phenomenal. what do you think of the soundtrack? The soundtrack was incredible, dude. Yeah. Even the decision to use something in the way. Yeah. With Kurt Cobain. Yeah, just such a great 
overall vibe for the, the entirety of the story. It was just really good. Like, I feel like they did everything that they possibly could to make this film be great. And they nailed it. All of it. Robert Pattinson was just, he was phenomenal. I thought he was great. I loved the dynamic between him and, and, uh, and Zoe. It was just a fun, dynamic amount of storytelling. Just really good. And it, it, just even the setup and stuff, I think, for the next one. Yeah. I mean, the, the the way it ended, it could definitely just be its own standalone movie. Oh, it could definitely be its own standalone. Uh, and, but and, they, and they it definitely has... left, like, with, with Colin Farrell's character. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, look, here's the thing. Colin Farrell, the, you know, playing the Penguin, Falcone goes down. Someone else is in that, that world. When, yeah. when the, the boss goes down, there's always at least four or five other people waiting in line to take that top spot. From a crime story standpoint, that makes sense. I yeah. mean, he's there. Yeah. He, he's well, ready for the that. The way he kind of, the way all that ends out. Oh, you know, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like, holy crap. With Selena leaving, you know, that leaves the possibility for her to make a return down the road as well. You have a whole litany of different characters that you can add to the story. I see the future of this franchise. It's, it's going to be franchise. They're going to do probably two or three, maybe even four more. Who knows? Yeah. But the possibilities are literally endless. Well, and so Matt Reeves is the director. Okay. I was trying to think of, because I know he's done other movies. Right. I've heard his name. Well, there's one we have talked about on the show before called 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay. Okay. If you remember when I talked about that yeah. film, everything was great about it. Except the, for the ending. The dramatic, like there was, and there was even a darkness to that. You know, so I was like, okay, yes, I can see that now. Like his style. Yeah. Except for the end. There was right. definitely, you know, maybe it's because it's tied in with other Cloverfield movies. Right. We've talked about it before, but, but yeah, I was like, okay, this is the same guy that's done that. I think he also did like the Planet of the Apes, the reboot. Okay. He was a writer and a director for, for some of those. So he gotcha. Was, yeah. So he's, he's been a writer for a lot of things. So, which seeing that, that his, his name has been more as a writer more often than a director even. And he, he kind of helped write this film. Right. I think it's uh, indicative of the fact that he was willing to spend more time on the story. And you can see it. It, yeah, well, it gives you hope for sequels, for it sure. It does. Yeah. All the other stuff falls in place, but you got to get your story right first. Yeah. And I felt like on this one, they nailed the story. It was a compelling, interesting, fun story. And everything else that went along with it, the window dressing, so to speak, yeah. it fell right in place. Yeah, captured the vibe completely. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't even talk about uh, the Bat Cave. It, I mean, it just, again, like, yeah. it just nailed, it just even seeing like, I don't know, it looked like more like of a garage, right? That he was working and tinkering on stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. It just, yeah. It was fun. Overall, I loved the, it. The only thing you can really say, honestly, it was just, it was fun. Yeah. It was just a fun movie to watch. It was entertaining. It was thought provoking. It was compelling. It had you on the edge of your seat, and all the characters were phenomenal. It was great. I, I just the thought hit me of like I, I want to talk about one little piece. Okay. In the future of this series, whatever it's going to be, however many movies they're going to do, I don't right? Know. There's a little uh, nod, a little hint near the end there for the Joker. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the uh, extended bonus cuts where Batman, they had a scene where they got cut where Batman actually goes and talks to the Joker. Okay. I don't know much how they're going to do it. I think I'm glad that they cut the scene. And then that way, how the Batman and the Joker come to face each other down the road would be, have a little bit more oomph to it, a little more impact than him just meeting him in the same situation that the Riddler's in. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see down the road. When I saw them kind of like, I was like, Oh, the Joker's in here. Yeah. But then it got me thinking like, 
who's going to play the Joker. Yeah, I saw who it was. I, 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 it's a guy that I've seen in several different things, but I'm not familiar at all, really, with his work. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to see him go off with Joaquin, man. Like I, <laughs> I know they're two different worlds, but yeah. I, I kind of, you know, I, I don't just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't it's know. It's also going to have a Jared Leto situation is my big thing. Never say that again. Oh, God. Uh, no. We're not even talking about Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Jared Leto because uh, there's the reviews are coming in for Morbius. And uh, <laughs> I, I was excited to see Morbius. And then I started hearing all the reviews. about. I, I was like, yeah, I, I, really, was I don't too. know if I want to go see that now. <laughs> I'm seeing a connection here. So are you saying we're scratching the Morbius table? I'm, what saying? I'm saying is I'm seeing a connection here, Jim, is what I'm saying. All right, superhero films and Jared Leto just don't, don't mix. Just, yeah. <laughs> His method acting needs it. Yeah. yeah. Just go do something else. I agree. Get a job at FedEx. <laughs> what? What? <laughs>